I just wanted I just wanted it more more out of my life, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm in a transforming state right now. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. But I like where I'm going, for sure. Yeah. Welcome back to Inside the Millennial Mindset. You are here because you know that every expert was once a beginner and their success started with a curious mind. Our goal with this podcast is to introduce you to the phenomenal individuals that are changing the narrative of what it means to be a millennial professional with their mindset and ideas in order to inspire and propel you to execute on your own visions and dreams. Today, we are bringing you a man that has defined hip-hop dance culture in the 805 for the past 16 years. He started his dance school at the age of 17 in his garage and is now managing 12 dance groups with hundreds of students over the past decade. He has instructed students that have gone on to make a name for themselves in the dance community, a student that has competed in Dancing with the Stars Juniors and even has worked with celebrities' kids. His endeavors go way beyond dancing. He is an entrepreneur that has growing businesses in the world of fashion and photography. He has been able to achieve this because of his growth for hunger, which has recently been defined by his partaking and dominating of his 100-day challenges, which include running a daily 5K, a strict zero cheat meal diet, and reading a chapter of a self-development book every single day. Today, we have the pleasure of bringing you Byron Bucal. About man, so tell us about about your run, man. So you 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 went to sleep at at 3 a.m. <laughs> Yeah. And you and you and you got up at six thirty. You said yeah, knocked out three thirty. I was I was it was kind of crappy sleep. I'll be honest. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I ran a five k today. Okay. Um, that five k is like three point one, three point eleven. Yeah, miles. yeah, yeah. I know because yeah. I was uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was I was uh, I was doing that myself. So I know that it's about three and a quarter, three one eight, yeah. three point one eight. Yeah, we're at three at a, we're at a three three and a quarter. But um, that's cool, man. So, so what's inspiring you to get up that early, man, and go for those runs? I mean, realistically speaking, you had no sleep. You're, uh, you're, you're, you had no sleep, man. It's three hours, so it's a nap. What's, what's pushing you to want to do that? Um, I think it's just getting more out of my day, getting more out of my life. Like, you know, I, I would, I came from a lifestyle of like a lot of partying and doing, you know, staying up late, wasting time. Like, I just didn't want to wake up in the middle of the day regretting that i could have got more done you know right. so um i just went to extremes and created challenges for myself to to go through and yeah you know no matter what like just push through them okay mm-hmm. okay gotcha yeah and i know a lot of people uh they like to do these challenges um but i feel like there's a lot of people out there just saying that they're doing this challenge but you're really doing it bro i mean oh, it takes thanks, a bro. it takes a special type of person to to have only three hours of sleep and push push themselves to run, dude. That's the last thing on my mind when I get three hours of sleep, you know. So yeah, I, dude, I I hated running, man. Like, but it's like, I didn't want to just do something comfortable for myself, like, cause I did it for a long time. Like, I my job is like dance. I I like to right. dance and stuff. But I felt like I was at a point in my job where I was just too comfortable with what I had, and it was kind of plateauing. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I just looked outside the box and how to work my brain more. And so I just said, screw it. I'm going to run every day for 100 days. Like, I hate running. I'm going to do something I hate until, like, I don't hate it anymore. Mm -hmm. Just creating a habit, creating better habits for myself, you know? So you said that you were running for 100 days. How many days have you ran already? Uh, uh, Today's run right before this. uh, It's my 41st day running a 5k uh, yesterday um i broke running over 100 miles within the month of may alone. i saw that man i yeah. saw that that's a big yeah. number yeah, yeah yeah i was just that's yeah that's like driving to la and back i was kind of tripping i was <laughs> yeah. like i was hype. honestly it made my day like great like i it just vibed into my entire day because i started my day running you know okay so so you did 100 miles right uh before these challenges have you ever run anywhere even close to that um no <laughs> i would struggle running a mile man uh it would take me like 15 minutes i'd be proud about a 15 minute mile i mean i can't knock anyone anyone trying it even if you walk a mile like day it's better than not walking at all but right you know like it was hard like i, I would just do treadmill i would hate outside because it would hurt my knees and but i was like dude i'm gonna push myself to do it outside like i have to do these I'm doing a separate challenge. I'm doing like three th- three different challenges at the same time right now. Damn. Um, but uh, I had to do an outdoor workout every day for 75 days. So I was like, I'm going to 
add this running. So I warm up, do like a couple exercises um, just to fill in the time. And then I just go for the run to kill out my, my day, my outdoor workout. Bro, so, so me being a bodybuilder, I, I hate running, dude. And to hear you running that much, like what goes through your mind when you're running that much? Because I, I, I would want to give up after a mile. Like, tell us what goes um, through your mind just to keep going. Honestly, it's like, um, I've been reading a lot too. So like one, one trait I really picked up was from reading is resilience. Yeah. Like when you're at the brink of the edge of whatever you're doing and you feel like giving up, that's when you should try even harder. And so I'm, I've let that really uh, resonate in my mind and stick. And so that's, that's really what goes to my mind. Like, don't be a bitch. Don't give up. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Like, yeah. You know, you already started, like finish stronger than you started. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent with you on that, man. It's uh, and what you're doing is no joke. I feel like it's not a, it's not an easy task, you know, it's not an easy task. And I, and, and I also feel like it gets to a point where it's more of a mental thing. Oh, it's, definitely. it's, it's no longer, can I do it? It's no longer, uh, I'm tired. It's no longer that because you get to a point of, of, your body being so tired or, or just getting into kind of a monotonous cycle with your life, right? Because now you have to figure out a way of, okay, I need to make time for it, right? Mm-hmm. I need to make time for it. And it's tough sometimes. I mean, we, we, have, we, we live lives, man. We, we yep. have things to do. We have people to see. So I think, it's, uh, I think it's very impressive, man, for you to continue doing it. I got to my day 73, and, and it was impressive. tough for me, man. It was tough for me because this is, I was going through events. I know that you have a lot of events yourself because, obviously, you're a, you're a dance instructor, correct? Yeah, and correct. You're, you know, you're a dancer yourself, and there's things you got to do and, and places you got to be. So for you to even, even keep that schedule and make time. Mm-hmm. Shows a lot. I, I, I believe that it's kind of a, a great example of if we want something, we're going to make time for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, honestly, like, I have my bad days. Like, there's days where I don't want to do it. Today was one of them. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> Yesterday, I was hype. I was like, I know I'm going to break running 100 miles. And, you know, and then today I was like, ah, oh, damn, my body hurts. I got to do this right now. But yeah. you know what? I'm going to knock out the hardest part of my day. One of the hardest parts of my day, right at the beginning. Right. You know what I mean? And just ride the momentum from there. So Correct. I like, feel good right now now that I did it. It's done. Yeah. Here I am. Let's go. It's Let's like, keep it moving. So like you, you, know? you won the day just starting it off. Yeah. You know, conquer the morning, it. you conquer the day. You exactly. Know what I mean? Correct. So that's why I'm trying to wake up early. Not wake up after 12 or 1. <laughs> I feel you. I feel yep. you. There you go. Nice. So, Byron, I did want to ask you, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background and just... Your early childhood, I want to know more about, like, who, Bi- like, what made Byron, Byron? Ooh, wow. So, taking it back to, like, when I was a kid, like, things that maybe, like, inspired me, is that something that comes to mind, or, like, what are you guys trying to get at? Well, I, I, <clears throat> I think going more into details of what we want to know is we want to know your upbringing, we want to know who Byron is, because I feel like a lot of times, man, we, uh, we already know the successful person. I consider you successful in our city because you've touched so many. You've touched so many of us in the sense of you've you've inspired a lot of us to want to do more, man. You you truly have. But we, awesome, we, we 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 want to know Byron for Byron. Like, tell us about your your beginnings, man. Your upbringing, and then also what what inspired you to want to become a dancer. Like, because okay. I know that that's something that's that that strikes when we're very young, man. That's a that's a because it's a creative um it's a creative industry. Oh yeah. So 100%. so it's it's something that strikes that strikes at a very young age. So tell us about. Little Byron, bro. I mean, little Byron. Little Pete. <laughs> little I was like the shortest kid. Same. And I was I was the kid that would get picked last, like oh. on a pickup game in basketball. Like I would get picked on from height. I was I was I was one of those kids that would get bullied around. I'll be I'll be honest, you know, I get bullied around. I wasn't into the same things as people. I, I had a hard time finding groups of friends to stick with. I was hopping around. Uh yeah, but that that definitely, you know, made me push to want to do better for myself as a kid already. Um, I would when I was a kid, like man, I was kind of bad, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I would get in fights. Like I wasn't the perfect kid, man. I'd have like average or below average grades. Uh, high school, even I would I would ditch school, man. Yeah. I hated it, yeah. dude. 
But uh, I always still try to stick to my creative side. So I was, when I was a kid, I played piano for eight years. Okay. Uh, I played mm-hmm. trumpet. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into DJing. I got turntables. So before I danced, I was a DJ. Um, but I got inspired to dance through just hip hop culture, you know, watching things like I'm a nineties kid, so hey. you know, nineties, you know, like those MTV Jam, TRL, BET, like in the streets, like Tigga in the basement, like old school <laughs> stuff like that. Um, I remember that. That type of things got me into, you know, wanting to dance. Like seeing Michael Jackson on TV is a right. big influence right. for my generation, you know. Um and being around my sister, so a lot of people don't know I have an older sister. Mm. What's up, Ate, Ebony? Hey, no way. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out to sister. Nieces. She's going to be out here you know, tomorrow. I'm picking her up at the airport tomorrow. She, nice. she lives in Hawaii. Okay. So um, it's my niece's first birthday party, so we're celebrating out here. Nice. So I'm happy to see them. Um, but she was one of the reasons that I got into dancing, because when I was a kid, she was in the Channel Islands high school's drill team. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drill team, co-ed dance team. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd go to all the competitions when I was like in fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. And then uh, I saw Channel Islands All Male, which is an all-boy hip-hop Oh, yeah. Woo! Right, shout out to All Male. Yeah. 20, 2010, baby. And they were the OGs at that time. So that time, like, they were killing it. Like, I go to the cops and all these girls screaming for him. I was like, yo, <laughs> yeah, I want to be there. I want to do that. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I actually um, got invited to do an all-boy hip-hop team when I was in junior high school. Uh, and it was taught by Channel Island's all-male <coughs> alumni. <coughs> and the group was called Full Effect. Okay. Shout out to Full Effect. Hey. That's my roots right there. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it, just, it was a wrap from there. I... I um, Kept dancing. I got into skating for a little bit. I got into mm-hmm. the skate culture. Yeah. I mean, a lot, I think a lot of Dang, boys like, okay. got into that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. It was cool in the 90s, like, yeah. You know? I mean, it's still cool now, but it was... Yeah, uh, rock, like the shorties. And yeah. Like, Chad Muskas. Yeah. And that, <laughs> um, but uh, that's what got me into it. Yeah. And so I, I just kept dancing throughout high school. I joined Chad's All Male. I actually started as an a alternate. And then... Uh, I was just kind of like bummed about it, to be honest. Like, so I just kept grinding and dancing and practicing my craft more and more. And mm-hmm. they ended up putting me on the team. And by the end of my senior year, I became the team captain. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Nice, man. Yep. And then I just continued. So I, I created, just kind of feel like I'm talking for a long time. No, but, no, uh, you're good. No, no, no. Basically, um, Full Effect was my roots. Right. All boy mm-hmm. kids team. And I wanted to bring that element back, but have the opportunity to give to girls, too. Mm-hmm. So I made a co-ed team called Undeclared. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, and that's way back in 2003. So uh, 16 years ago now, mm-hmm. about. Um, and I, I created a business and I turned it into a business. Um, so basically, Alias Dance Family is my main career, my, my business and and it's a dance program created for uh, underprivileged kids, people that can't afford to dance at dance studio. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much what I do, like, mainly. Right. Yeah. See, and, and, and I know that you, uh, you had this dancing, but I, I wasn't aware that that was the, uh, the purpose of it, man. That's big. Yeah. That's big. It's, uh, in a sense, I feel like your way of giving back to the community, right? Yeah. And, uh, and providing, a, providing something where we can, we can express our... Or creativity. Oh, yeah. Because that's, I feel like sometimes it's... definitely a good creative outlet. And I've seen a lot of kids bloom. And <clears throat> yeah. Pe- uh, people, like, after after high school, like, I just... That dance for me, like, I just see their careers flourish and, like, how much, like, confidence is built from just their roots of growing up through dance. Yeah. So no, it's amazing I can... to see, you know? Like, yeah. Like, they're just blooming on their own from... I can definitely relate with that, man. I mean, I was your student as well. Yeah, dude, at, I at Pacifica. You, yeah. Back Pacifica. That was, I was, uh, like, that was a knucklehead, bro. <laughs> this guy is something else. He, he would come in, he'd walk in the dance room at Pacifica, and he had a guitar. And yeah, he, oh, yeah, that's right. Dude, he, was getting, he was playing jams. He was, like, singing for the girls. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah I'd run around my ukulele, bro. He was uh, practicing yeah. salsa in the corner. I was like, damn. Okay. 
okay, Rico got the sauce. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah man, I remember those days. Yeah, and, so and I so can... It's dope to see you evolve into this, too, and even Rigo, Jason, like, everything you guys do, like, yeah. it's, it's so awesome, man. Bro, we were all your students, man. Um, I did want to share, I, I, I still remember this to this day, but I remember my cousin walking me over to your garage, and I just remember practicing in your in your garage. I think this was like one of your first um, first undeclared group. There was a, uh, I think there was um, James, yeah, James Pena, James, they're OG. the OGs, bro. And I remember that. I remember I was nodding my head, and then you looked at me, and you're like, "Yeah, that's the beat right there." I don't know if you remember that, but I remember that oh, no. as a young kid. I definitely you know? will remember. So, <laughs> and um, something that I want to bring up is that uh, Byron is a very young cat. Byron is a very young cat. I'm we. Not that. Bro, you are a young cat, man, and you said that you started this pretty much movement because this is millennial mindset. We are interviewing people who are the movers and shakers, and you're a very humble guy. You would, I, I don't think you would call yourself a mover and shaker, but you are one person that is almost not solely responsible, but you are a big part of the dance culture within Ventura County. Us three being your students, I was your student 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago. That's a whole decade. No, I was 10 years ago, and you were a student, and I was one of your students, and I have gone on to it. I know, bro. Making us seem. I am a millennial. I'm on the I know, right? No, but but this is. Let's go. But this is the thing. You've been doing this for the past 16 years, and you yourself were a kid when you started doing this yourself. Oh yeah, I was 17. You were 17, so you were a kid, inspiring kids to do this. And let me tell you, like, like from, from your upbringing, you were more of a shy, it sounds like you were more of a shy, not so much um, uh, outgoing person like you are now. So the question that I wanna, like I said, you were a young cat and you were a kid yourself, inspiring other kids to do this. So was your upbringing, like, like your upbringing doesn't sound like you had a type of upbringing, upbringing that would uh, make the kind of person that you are now. So what, what really inspired that as a kid? What inspired you to really say, hey, you know what? This is what I want to do. This is the platform that I want to give other people to really inspire themselves because the average 17-year-old person doesn't say, hey, you know what? I really want to start inspiring people to get out of their shells and really embody their artistic spirit. Yeah, um, I think it's if I rewound back a little bit, mm -hmm. it would have to be part of my faith. Like, mm. like god like i was super deep into church youth group um and that's what kind of inspired me to do something with dance so i was dancing and going to youth group uh, it was called log love of god uh mm. and uh i created a dance for all my homies like siblings mm -hmm. and so it wasn't called undeclared yet and then they kept asking like why can we keep doing this mm -hmm. and i was like wow i'm really like making an influence and parents are asking me. And so I was like, okay, so I was teaching kids in my garage for free, like mm -hmm. for a few years, you know, and um, my friends that were working for like the bank and stuff, they were like, you need to get paid for this. You need, mm -hmm. you know, you're giving your time and your service, like, you know, like even at least just a little bit, like, you know, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. And I was still going to school at the same time. like. I was going here at Oxnard College. We're over here right now. Mm -hmm. oh, right now. Roots. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, I did it for a year, but I just felt like it was just, it, it just didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Like, so I just said, hey, man, I'm going to go 100%. Like, I've been dancing since junior high school. I'm out of high school now. And this is kind of working out, like, in a positive way. I'm going to go 100%. And, you know, it just kept multiplying. You know, mm -hmm. and I wasn't thinking about numbers and money like that was right. already weird for me mm -hmm. to start, you know, so I just kind of stuck with the passion and I just kept kept grinding. I was dancing. Mm -hmm. I was commuting to Long Beach at the same time when I started it. Um, I would dance on their hip hop crew called Pack Modern. So I would drive there two mm -hmm. days a week, practicing till the sunrise, driving back home. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that's kind of what helped bring it up, I mm -hmm. guess, my faith, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, take it back to that. Bro, and I love how you mentioned, um, you know, from when, in, from when your childhood, how you were bullied and you just didn't really fit in, but you found dance as that outlet and you found that value. And what really touched me was when you mentioned that you wanted to provide this for, pretty much provide this for other kids, you know, because there's kids out there that want to express themselves somehow. And I really liked how you provide this platform for other people and just now seeing them grow, right? And 
it's just awesome, man, just seeing. And that's why I believe this is so natural and so right. And you didn't worry about the money or anything like that. That's not no. why this started, so. Yeah, thank awesome. you so much, man. Um, yeah, because pretty much back in the day, it was just Channel Islands. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the only place you could really go to and dance. So, like, mm-hmm. even when I started teaching little kids, like, they got older. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to keep dancing. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to create different opportunities for high school kids now, too. And mm-hmm. that's how I created the, my high school team called Eminon. Um, for those of you don't, that don't know Eminon, it's uh, dancers that are all in high school, 14, 18. So I wanted to give the opportunity to kids all over Ventura County, not just you have to go to Channel Islands mm-hmm. to dance. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, yeah, and those of you who don't know what Eminon means, it's no name spelled backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I like how creative you got with the names. I mean, there's Undeclared, there's Eminon, and then a- Alias is the other yeah, one? Alias Faction. Is, yeah, Alias is basically the umbrella. And then I have... 12 teams under oh wow what i didn't know it was 12 yeah (laughs) it's a lot of people it's a big cast of people i mean i've been in oxnard but i've recently branched out into other recreational areas so i teach in more park recreation and santa barbara now too yeah so um you know just trying to spread the love you know what i mean like there's creativeness everywhere you never know like Mm -hmm. who wants to dance and i'm just trying to reach out as much as i can yeah, and you know, you know what, man? Uh, one thing that I did, I have noticed about you and known about you since I've uh, since I've known you. I've always considered you one of the more creative people I know. Not only in dance, man, because I feel like when you when you dance, you have to have some special creativity, man. You have to have. I always say, man, if you're a dancer, you're not sane. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be a little insane when you're a dancer, man, because you have to come up with different. I guess different ways of making your body move to to portray some sort of story, and I feel like every time that you've taught. Uh, uh, a routine or or some choreography to to me or to to a group of people that I've seen. There's I feel like there's always your dance always goes with the music, not only with the beat, but but it goes with the song. Like it always has something to do with the song. So I remember the song that that we danced was uh, Black and Gold. Oh, right, and then the when you light. when it goes, yeah, I remember that. And then you know when the fish uh, swam over the ocean or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And we did a move that looked like a fish was swimming by the ocean or whatever. But <laughs> I, so I, I found that I've always found that so interesting that you have the ability to do that, man. And I mean, even the way you dress, I feel like it was always uh, it was always super nineties, bro. Like it's always uh, it's always been that that uh, I don't know, man. I feel like you embody that that nineties creativity, man. And I, I I really like that. And it's. It's cool that you're sharing it with the world because not too many people will share that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of people will keep it in. And um, I feel like you have a higher purpose other than just the money. And I know you touched a lot on the uh, on the money portion and how you didn't let it become the uh, the main reason why you were doing it. You found yeah, something that you love. You found something that you were passionate about and something that you were not only good at, but you were great at. And you went and made it a career. And that's just amazing, man. I feel like uh, I feel like it's the it's the best way to do things. Not necessarily expect immediate results because I'm sure you didn't see immediate results. Oh, no. I'm sure at first you probably Even thought now, like there's always something. That yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm sure there's times where you thought like, why am I doing this? Like it's getting tough. It's 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 you know it's not paying the bills or whatever it is. But you continued to do it and you continue to look for for opportunities. So that's uh that's 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 a creative mindset and the entrepreneurial mindset and the way that we like to call it, man, the millennial mindset. Hey, it comes with go. the hustle, man. It, it's that millennial hustle. We we find a way to do it. We, we we figure it out. And I think that's amazing about you, man. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. That's too damn nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hard to take compliments sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's because I feel like we don't, we don't, we don't see it. You know, sometimes I feel like we, we, uh, we're stuck inside the fishbowl. This is how I like to see it. We're inside the fishbowl. Kind of okay. like this room. We're, not, we're looking from the inside out. Yeah. We're not looking from the outside in and really seeing what beautiful things we're creating both in our lives and in the lives of others. Right. So I think it's important for, for, I mean, I always give credit where it's due, man. I always tell people when someone's doing something amazing, I always make sure that I tell them how I feel about what they're doing, right? Because I think it's important. Um, being a creative is tough, man. It's not oh, easy. It's, it's not easy. Tough, yeah, because we're always, I mean, routines, we're always, we're, you're in a competition. So obviously you care what 
the judges think. Obviously, you care what the public thinks. You want the public to go wild, right? I'm a content creator. I care what my public thinks. I, I want them to go wild and like and share, right? Yeah. Uh, same thing with, with, with Jason. He's, 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 a, he's a bodybuilder. He cares what the judges think. Same thing with Rigo. Like, he cares what his public wants. He's in e-commerce. Like, he cares about what people want and need. So I feel like, like being a creative, it also feels good to hear that we're doing a good thing. So oh, yeah. I got to say this that, my amazing. man. You guys are doing something amazing. This is dope. Oh, thank like, you. Hmm? There ain't nothing like this, you know, much out here, and so this is this is an amazing outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I'm excited for this. Yeah, thing, and so are this we. And cool. I feel like what we're doing is we're. Uh, I think it was a it's a subconscious thing, man, that that you shared with us as kids because this this is I mean we go we go back, bro. We we go mm-hmm. way back, but I feel like you shared something with us, and and it's. We all agree on it. You found something that was needed in the community, right? Yeah. And you brought it. You found a gap in the community and you brought it to us. Mm-hmm. What was I didn't that even gap? Know I was doing that. Exactly, like, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It just But you did it. And I you did. provided something <laughs> big for all of us, man. You did. You sparked a lot of our creativity. That's awesome, man. And, and that's 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 what we want to do. Cheers, with. That cheers me out when people tell me some stuff like that, you know, and it's it it's it's humbling, you mm-hmm. know. I don't yeah. I don't like to take credit like a lot, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to just live my life, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but in in a, in a better light, you know. Yeah, and right. I, and I want to chime into something that Rico said and something that we actually talked about right uh, as Byron came in uh, to speak with us today. Uh, Byron is a performer. Byron is a creative, but something that Byron doesn't like to talk about is Byron is very entrepreneurial. Like, yep. like, like uh, Rico said, he does have that entrepreneurial mindset. There are creatives everywhere very great creatives that don't ever really get known or recognized for what they do because they lack that entrepreneurial mindset Uh and you didn't byron you were 17 and you are a creative that wanted to share your passion with the world and you could have always i don't i'm not sure how big youtube was back in the day but i'm pretty sure yeah there was no youtube and (laughs) you couldn't you couldn't get your content out there there was not so many ways for you to really get out there but you found the way you started sharing your mindset your platform your talent and sharing it with people around you that's very entrepreneurial you started creating an audience you start creating a tribe and that tribe like you said they started taking it upon themselves they, they themselves started dancing a lot of your students started teaching i created a dance crew in camarillo there was no dance crew in camarillo yeah you taught me what you taught me i created a dance crew with the team in camarillo and we inspired a whole sick. school to start dancing you inspired Rico, Jason, and we yeah. were all dan- we're all dancers even now in our own way. And a lot of your students have gone on to do great things. I know that you did have uh, Baby Boogaloo Brown as a student. Oh, yeah, Miles yeah. Brown, and Jack, Cindy. Yeah, Miles Cindy. You also you Brown. you also had um Jamie Boy. Jamie Boy as a student, Woo! and I know oh, yeah. he's out there. The you know I the. I was with that guy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. I know that you have also. You said you have twelve dance groups now that you have inspired, and this has been throughout the last sixteen years of your life. I'm pretty sure you've inspired so many more. You've had a. I know you've worked with celebrity uh, celebrities before where you've taught them or yeah um well, one there's a meta world piece mm-hmm. formerly known as Ron Artest yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah we go drive to his house and they would rent studio space for me sometimes and mm-hmm. give all three of his kids private dance lessons for mm-hmm. about two years Damn. interesting so, job <laughs> how was that how was that experience though man how how was your experience I mean, I know because to me, I feel like people are people, right? Regardless of, of what your title is or where you're at. But how is oh, yeah. that being a, a local instructor, being someone that, that you know, we, we, we come from Oxnard. How did, how did it feel to know that you were reaching? I mean, you were reaching the masses at that point. Like yeah. you're reaching big names, man. You're reaching big names and you're, and you're teaching kids of big names. So how, how, did that, how did that feel or how did that impact your career? Like, how does it feel the moment that they, that they call you and they say, Byron, I want you to teach my children? How does that feel? Um, dude, it's, it's indescribable. It's like, I was, honestly, okay, I was at Coachella. And like, <laughs> I got a, like, I, okay, so basically how I met Ron Artest, like, my student, Miles, um, was on the show, America's Got Talent. Yeah. And he had a partner, Bail Rock, Bailey, shout mm-hmm. out to Bailey. Um, and they were guest performers on the George Lopez Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guests were um, like Michelle Rodriguez mm-hmm. from like Fast and Furious films. Yeah. And then uh, Ron Artest. And he, he was there um, and he brought his son. Um, so I was 
they were playing ping pong with me. And yeah. Uh, Veronica's son, Miles and Bailey. And then I was like, yeah, well, hey, if you ever want to dance or learn how to dance, like, you can, you can hit me up, you know, like, and I just, yeah. you know, because he, he seemed like he was getting along with the kids really well. And so he was like, okay. And then he hit me, he found me on Facebook. And no way. like, here's my dad's cell phone number. Call him. He said he's down to let me have dance lessons. And I was like, oh. and I was at Coachella. No I was way. Like, I was, I was pre-fading before going to the festival. And I was like. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> I just got hit up by Rod And I'm a big Laker fan, man. Yeah, I'm a yeah. Laker fan. Yeah, Sorry, everybody else, man. Born and raised Laker fan. Heck yeah. Um, but I was so hyped, and I was nervous to make the phone call. Yeah. Um, but it actually went straight to voicemail. <laughs> I was like, oh, so I was like, okay. And then so I just left a message, and then his assistant called me, and then it was a wrap, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, it feels 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 amazing. You know what I mean? Like right. And those things just happen organically. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, just having a regular conversation. And right. You just never know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like treating people right, you know, talk to them. And you never know, like, what it could lead to. That's right. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. That's yeah. uh, truly inspirational, man. And it's just like, you know, you, you, you just you have to be at the right place at the right time. And, oh, yeah. And that, that's cool, man. Super, super cool that that happened. All right, Byron. So I know we've talked a lot about your dance, and I know you have other projects. Um, can you tell us a little bit more? I know you have that uh, clothing company, and you also have that photography that you mentioned earlier. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about both of those projects? Um, yeah, so aside from dancing, uh, you know, I've, like I said, I've gone through feeling like a plateau with right. creativity. And so I was just trying to tap into other things that I like to do outside of dance, you know what I mean? Mm using my platform because I have, you know, reached out to a certain amount of people. I was like, you know, I wonder if these people will get into whatever else I'm into too. And so um, basically uh, I started Amori Photo Booth with one of my best friends, Amori. Uh, they, he goes by um, Amori Photography, um, California Wedding Studios. Um, and we're like, dude, we should combine our our network. I have all these weddings and you know, engagements and families, and then you have all your dancers, and you got quinces and parties, yeah. and <laughs> I got weddings, like, everyone loves to party, and we yeah. like taking pictures, because I've been taking pictures, too, like, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of people probably know that, but, um, yeah, so we created a business, and it's doing really well, so, um, Omori, Omori Photo Booth is my photo booth business, um, I'm into fashion, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into a lot of uh, vintage and the 90s aesthetic and uh, early 2000s. So, yeah. so I would thrift a lot and I, I was kind of just joking on Twitter like, like, hey, uh, would y'all fuck with me if I started an online e-commerce, like an online shop, like <laughs> hey. Vintage Star? And then everyone was like, hell yeah. yeah. And then um, so my homie Ryan like reached out to me and he was like, yo, let's let's do it, man. And I was like... You know, like, it's a cool idea. Like, I'm just going to try. So, yeah, we just did it. Like, I made a whole e-commerce website selling vintage clothes. Um, and then we're creating our own original pieces now. And I it's saw fun. that. It's fun. Yeah. It's like I'm, I was just buying, like, vintage and getting into streetwear fashion. Like, but I just didn't know how to express it, you know. And I was like, might as well. You know what I mean? Like, some people just don't have the time or don't want to look for you know what i feel is that type of aesthetic that 90s hip-hop culture right. you know and um that's that's why i made that and um retor it's actually pronounced retu, retu. Oh, retu. Okay. Oh, okay. and it actually means um like revisiting a piece of the past in French slang. Ah. So that's mm. what it means. It's just like, I don't like rolling my R for Retu. <laughs> Retu. You're rocking that Retu. You know? right. <laughs> I'm going to start saying it like that, bro. Ratatouille. Yeah. You're rocking that Ratatouille. That's funny, man. But um, yeah, retard is kind of easy to say. Um, but we're actually going to host our own event. Um, okay. There you go. Yeah, so like we're talking about events and stuff. Uh, we're hosting our uh, own event at Blue Agave Restaurant and Bar. June 20th, it's at 9.30 p.m. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be college night, uh, basically all 90s and um, 
90s, early 2000s hip-hop and R&B with a little bit of future okay. um, sound music. Um, yeah, I got I'll be there for sure. Yeah, I'll be there Hip-hop and R&B. I'll be there. Let's yeah. go. You know, like, yeah, I'm about you know, to fall in love. I, yeah, <laughs> the funny thing is uh, the, the name of the event is called Lovers and Friends. But um, yeah, it's going to be a cool vibe. I got three DJs. Um, Shouts to Eric J, Keanu Rama, uh, Manga. Um, yeah, they're all local DJs, you yeah. know, like, but they're they're all into that aesthetic of music, so okay. it's gonna be a fun night, man. So come through June twentieth, Blue Agave Restaurant. Hey, I'm there. Hey. I'll be there, bro. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be falling yeah, in love with my let's honey all, dip. Let's all let's all vibe out. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, we're with it. Cool. Yeah. So. I want to I want to ask you you're sharing with us you've shared with us how you know your your dance career came about you shared with us some of your your initial inspiration where you came from how it all started let me ask you this what are your thoughts on the law of attraction what are your thoughts on mindset and putting yourself there before you actually get there is that something that you experienced prior to your success in in different you know your different endeavors or what is your what is your way of thinking because i know you said that you you're running this 5k yeah. uh you're putting yourself more into a uh, into a winning mindset and and what are your thoughts in regards to mindset um you know what, like, before it was always, like, just doing stuff. Like, I never really thought about how my mind is working or the, my thought process. Like, when you're young, you just kind of want to do what's cool and what's hip or what feels good. Like, but now it's, like, honestly, that I'm putting myself through these challenges. Like, part of one of my challenges to read 10 pages of a self-development book, um, entrepreneurial book. So... Um, I've been doing that for two months and I've made it through four books and half audible now. And it's, it's definitely built more structure in my mindset, my process. Like I feel like I'm more confident in every angle, even now, like me speaking the way I'm speaking right now, like I was not able to talk like this two months ago. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm in that transforming state and I'm just really hungry to feed my mind, like not just physical i want to get fit and you know have that body for the summer like no that's not it's more so building the habit building mm-hmm. you know the toughness in your mind to mm-hmm. you know face your fears and just do whatever you want to do you know mm-hmm. what i mean right yeah because i mean I, I consider you a i mean a fearless leader even even before this this radical change for you um so what what difference have you seen from two months ago to now like i know that you say that you wouldn't have been speaking the way that you are and you know you carry yourself a little different but do you believe that people should be more open to to self-development to oh yeah mindset to, to all that like see i'm 32 right now and I'm, I'm i feel like i've grown the most in the past not even a year mm-hmm. like in the span of my 20s mm-hmm. so to speak out to the millennials right now like as much as you don't think mindset and training your 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 thought process mm-hmm. is really a priority like if you could do it now and not just wait till later when you're like you had that successful job like you're doing before like you're going to take yourself to the next level even more like i feel yeah. okay yeah and um, Did I answer that question. I was yeah, like, no, no, I was no, just kind of going with the flow off the top of my head right now. No, it does. It yeah. does. It, 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 you share with us, you share with us how it helped you change your, you know, I guess even the way you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. You're sharing that, and that's that's cool, man. Because we think it's uh, we think it's very important, and it's something that we share, and it's one of the main reasons why we actually share mm-hmm. this podcast. Exactly for that that specific oh, reason, exactly. we want we want more people to be open mm-hmm. to to understanding that hey, it's not always just about the way you look. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I feel like a lot of times 80% is going to be the way that we think, mm-hmm. the way that we train our Absolutely. mind. So it's, it's very important, man. And glad you're sharing that with us too. And th- this is always my favorite part of the podcast because out of all of the listeners, there's going to be a lot of you guys that know Byron. Byron is everywhere. A lot of you guys are going to hear him, yeah. but not a lot of you guys are ever going to get to really see Byron, get us really into his mind and see what Byron, what's going on inside Byron's mind? A lot of like Rico said, a lot. Of, you see a lot of what's going on the outside, the superficial. Right. But yeah. let me tell you, I've yeah. um, I've known Byron for the past a little over ten years. I've known of Byron way over ten years, but I've no, I've been acquainted with Byron for over ten years, and 
I've never really been privy to what's going on in his mind. And in um, when Byron came in, we had a conversation and he said that he's been going through a metamorphosis these past couple months, yeah. more so this yeah. year. So I'm really curious, Byron, to me, you have always been a fe- like a leader. You like Rico said. You Rico said you've always been a fearless leader. You've been on your grind for the past sixteen years. But something happened to you this past year that really changed your mindset and really inspired you to become the best version of yourself. Like I said, you're a young cat. You're thirty three years old. You're a millennial, and you already you were already leading. You are thirty two. You're thirty two. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you you <laughs> I'm almost there though. I'll be like three, like in a month and a half. Oh, okay, we good though. We good. We good. We good. I ain't even tripping on anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. cool. Then. We yeah. good. So, so my my question is: Did you face some sort of trauma? Did you face face some sort of mind altering experience that put you in the path that you are right now to yeah to become the Byron that you are right now? Can you yeah, can you man, can you talk like, about that? So it's not always like happy-go-lucky like Byron everything is great he's created his own career and dance and all this yada 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 like nah man like I've gone through so much struggles like you know and having partying all the time drinking all the time like you know like just freaking going through debt even like dealing with stuff that people are scared to talk about that you know what I mean like having having um what else going through like shoot like relationship stuff Mm -hmm. you know all this um my parents my mom she's fighting cancer like Mm. you know lung cancer like things like that just even like my dad like pre-diabetic and pre-diabetic like stuff like that just made me want to take care of myself more and my health and enough to where i i feel good to look at myself in the mirror and be able to say hey you know like you're doing a great job and you're ready to help people you know what i mean because i came to a point where i was like struggling and just hurting and you know Mm -hmm. i can't even with my kind of job i can't show up to my work looking sad and out like i gotta Mm -hmm. keep pushing through it you know what i mean so i just felt like i need to take it to extremes to build a tougher foundation to give back otherwise like i would just rot away Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, re- I respect you so much more, Byron, and thank you for sharing that with us because that's, that's really tough, you know, yeah. um, what, you're, what you're going through and your family. And and again, like, li- life happens to, you know, for us, you know, versus to us. And, bro, that's just, um, I, I don't know. I just feel your emotions right now, dude. And, yeah. Yeah, it, um, uh, it gets tough, but I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you took that route, man, because I feel like there's two routes we can take. Right. Either we let it destroy us or we let it build us. And I'm glad that the route that you took was, uh, nah, man, I'm not going to I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to let it hinder my growth. If anything, I'm going to let this be that impulse that I needed to continue growing and become a better person, because I feel like at the end of the day, it's it's beneficial to you. Right. You're taking care of your temple and and not only your temple, man, but you're also taking care of that mindset Mm -hmm. and it's putting you in a better situation. You know, and, and and it's good that you share that, man. It's good, and and yeah, like like you know, like Jason says, thank you for sharing that with us, man. It's mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important too because a lot of us just see the uh, we just see the finished product, mm-hmm. we just see the mm-hmm. final product. We don't mm-hmm. we don't see the struggle, mm-hmm. yeah. and we enjoy yeah uh, we enjoy sharing that as well. So yeah, so thank I you. I try not to bring it up and talk about it, you know, because mm-hmm. like you don't I don't I don't want to bring people's uh you know momentum down like mm-hmm. right. But I'm not scared to talk about it if someone brings it up to mm-hmm. me. Same time, right. you know, yeah. but uh. So, so we heard a little bit about, more about what got you on this path. And my other question for you is a lot of us have role models. You were definitely one of my role models growing up. Same. And, same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my name on a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how you know it's real. That's how you know it's real. Oh, yeah, yeah um, just a little, a little throwback. We actually uh, we, we had so much love for Byron back in the day that we used to call him Papa Byron. Papa, Papa Byron, there he was Papa go. Byron. <laughs> like a bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of our, our father figure growing up in the dance community. But uh, my question for you is, uh, who, who inspired you? Uh, who inspired you to become a version of yourself? Who insp- or, or not necessarily a version of, of yourself, but who has been a beacon of inspiration in your life that has pushed you to go above and beyond and push beyond your limits sometimes? It could have been a friend, you know, a father... 
an acquaintance or maybe someone that you saw on social media that really brought light into your life? Is there somebody like that uh, who inspires you? Um, well, recently how like I started these, I went to extremes and to do challenges. Like I, I saw my, my friend David, uh, Kyle Lewis, mm-hmm. uh, abstracts, yeah. uh, shout out to that guy. Yeah. Um, he just recently completed a running a 5k for mm. entire year straight 365 days in a row ran a 5k or more he did a half marathon full marathon mm-hmm. um and i saw him during his beginning stages of the 100 and so that inspired me a lot to to make a bigger change when i was going through all this um struggles you know mm-hmm. these struggles you know i still go through struggles now you know what i mean but i'm definitely feel like i'm going in a better direction um getting inspired through his uh rooting through from that mm-hmm. right yeah um so yeah then i started my own challenge for myself mm-hmm. right yeah and so that's pretty much that's where it came from where yeah. it came from yeah mm-hmm. man and i'm just i'm still going day by day yeah you know? and isn't that isn't that beautiful guys just to see that that I find it I find it very special, man, that you didn't go out and say a celebrity. You mm-hmm. didn't go out and say someone famous. You didn't go out and say someone that you don't have connection with. You're 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 sharing with us that your friend, your friend inspired you, mm-hmm. and that's big to me because I feel like you. Uh, first of all, one of my favorite sayings is your vibe attracts your tribe. So it's it's important to to be around people that are doing things and to be around people that are are searching for a higher purpose mm-hmm. or for searching to to grow. Right. And it's it's uh, I think that's super cool, man. It's it's cool that, that your friend that your friend inspired. You. That's amazing. Yeah, man. yeah, man. Like at the end of the day, like we're all equal. We're all we're all normal people. It's just exactly. like how you apply mm-hmm. yourself to things. You know what I mean? That's what I see. Even like with my dance crew, I'm not looking at it like Byron's dance crew. Like I'm like, this is about us. This is about mm-hmm. we like, you know, I have a tribe. I, I'm the chief or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you got to you got to put them, give them opportunity to be the chief of the tribe too and to give them their their opportunity to branch off just like you guys saying like how you started your own crew and all that stuff like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. right you're the chief of your own tribe too that's dope like i could stem off so Mm -hmm. i never like try to like put myself on a pedestal and right you know like i always put myself on the same level put myself in other people's shoes and and you know just really be considerate about everybody you know what i mean and that's something I really like about you, Byron. Like, you don't look at it like you're up here and everybody else is down there. And I feel like that's, that's you know, you're so genuine. And that's why people come to you. You don't have to look for other people, bro. That People reach out to you. They want to hang out with you. You're a beacon of light, man. Dude, yeah. exactly. Oh, man. I'm all good vibes. I like to have a good time. You know? <laughs> you were talking about in chi- when you were a child. Like, nobody, um, when you were a kid, nobody, like, really wanted to hang out with you. But now everybody now wants everybody to hang wants out with you, bro. Everybody wants to be a friend, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> shoot, man. But um, I did want to ask you, Byron, what is your advice for the younger generation, not even just the younger generation, but just anybody that wants to do something um, that's either scared or uncomfortable, but want to get out there? Because, I mean, you've obviously gone through things and you put yourself out there and, and you did it. You took that leap of faith with, with whatever you did. Yeah, um, I feel like, um, I hate saying um trying to cut that out don't say um when you talk yeah oh man so pretty much i feel like a big word of advice is to face your fears and just attack it Mm -hmm. until it's gone like i read in one of my books action kills fear Mm -hmm. and that really resonates true so you just want to like take action like if you're going to think about it and be scared about it, it's going to stay there. Mm-hmm. But Correct. if you're going to think about what's, what what it is and do what's necessary to kill it or, or go against it, like, go for it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, when you're uncomfortable uh, and, like, you just push through feeling uncomfortable, dang, I'm going to trade thoughts kind of getting cloudy mm-hmm. real quick. Oh, you're good. Uh, yeah. Pretty much... Push yourself to feel comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. 100%, okay. man. Let that yeah. sink in real quick, man. Yeah. yeah. Take the action. And if you're at that point of um, state of mind, uh, you are growing. You are growing. Yeah. You're, you're moving forward. 
100% with you, man. Yep. Yep. And I would actually like to, I, I am a testament to what Byron just said right now, that action kills fear because if I, I'm not sure if Byron remembers, but I used to have a petrifying fear of performance. And on my actual tryout date, I actually <clears throat> could not try out. I was not able to try out and Byron saw how scared I was. He gave me the opportunity to actually submit a video to try out. He gave me the chance to join Eminon and I joined it right when we were practicing for our first performance, which I believe was going to be in Long Beach. Yeah. I stopped cold during the tryout scene. Everybody was still dancing around me and I sat down and I started crying. Yeah. And Byron gave me the opportunity to get back up, to dance, to face my fears. And that was one of my first encounters with facing my fears and taking the action to kill that fear because I was petrified of dancing. I was petrified of performing, but Byron as a great dance instructor who embodies what he just said right now, pushed me to become comfortable with performing and to become comfortable with who I was. And because of that, I like to think that that was one of the main reasons why I am what I am today and why I'm doing what I am today because Byron, believed in me and gave me that push when oh, yeah, I bro. myself couldn't even believe, you know, I, I, I myself couldn't even do, I, I, I didn't believe in myself to be able to do that. So I am a testament that Byron it practices what he preaches. Damn. That's big, man. That's big. You see, man, That's you've been, awesome, you've been inspiring dude. us and, and uh, I feel like you didn't even, you didn't even notice. Yeah, you didn't bro. even notice, man, but you've been, you've been inspiring us and, uh, Man, it's it's an honor to have you on the show, man. Oh, to dude, us, it's been an honor, man. Yeah, it's it's and a, it reciprocates back, man. I'm inspired by you guys, and I'm inspired by anyone that's danced with me. You know what I mean? Like, they become family and friends too. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, I still keep in touch with my dancers when I can. Like, but uh, man, this is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Byron, so um, I know we're pretty much uh closing, but can you tell us again um? You have your, uh, re- I don't know how to say it, re- re- t- Red 2. Red 2, there you go. <laughs> Red 2. Yeah, Red You got that event coming up. Can you tell us again when that is and uh, the details? Yeah, so it's at June 20th, Blue Agave Restaurant and Bar on, uh, it's, yeah, it's in a downtown Ventura. It's in downtown Ventura next to uh, the tabs. Yeah, so I'm just trying to like stray away from everyone going to uh the tavern and Bombay. <laughs> no, no hate on their their, right, their right. things, mm-hmm. but I just want to create a completely different vibe. And yeah, you know, no, and, and Blue Agave so. is a spot. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're cool. They're, it's underrated. Yeah. It's yeah. underrated. Shout out to mm-hmm. Roger at Blue Agave. Yeah, yeah, he's the owner of Blue Agave. Yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be popping, man. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do it um quarterly. Okay. You know? Just kind of create like a whole old scene out here. Well, you have our support, yeah. man. We hey, we man. got you, man. You we you have our support. Yeah, one hundred percent. And your social media, what is it? If you know for the people that want to um, get to know you more and just yeah, your... my um, social media account is my personal is at Byron Bukow, B Y R O N B U C A O, and then I have Alias Dance Fam, A L I A S D A N C E F A M, Retour, Retour Co, so R E T O U R C O. And Amori Photo Booth, you can check us out at amorifotobooth.com. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. man. So thank you so much once again, Byron, for being on the show. We truly appreciate it. Inspirational, man. Man, this has been great. This has been great. I feel like we got to know you on a more personal level as well as our audience. Uh, Yeah, once again, man, thank you so much from Millennial Mindset. We appreciate you. Thank you, Byron. Thanks, Byron. Peace. Peace. And... I just want to tell you guys again, a reminder that this is Millennial Mindset, but we do not just cater to the Millennial community. We cater to everybody out there that embodies a Millennial Mindset. So if you got that Millennial hustle, you got that Millennial spirit, this show is for you. It doesn't matter whether you're five years old or whether you're 45 years old. Right here, we're going to bring inspirational people that are going to share their mindset and are going to inspire you guys because they're doing it here in our own community. Thanks for chiming in, guys. Peace.